And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast, episode number 55. I'm your boy, Phil Razor, and I'm once again the trio. We're back, baby. I'm joined by the co-host of Chaos, Sky Ball. Sky, how are we doing on this lovely evening? I'm doing fine, but uh, everyone be on the lookout. Nate's a fucking cop. I'm not a fucking cop. I'm telling you, I'm not a fucking cop. He's a, he's a cop. I'm not he's a fucking cop. He'll fucking rat you out. You're a fucking cop. That's who is that's who <laughs> cop. You're a fucking cop. You're a cop. I'm Mark, is- I'm Mark Wahlberg at the end. You forgot about me, and then I came and fucking <laughs> capped you. Hey, the edge to play a Boston. No cop. desk pops during the show, boys. No desk pops. That's all I ask. My gun's not even loaded. <laughs> Dad says no desk pops. We are also joined once again by the guy you love to hate, Stack Guy Nate. Nate, how are you doing on this lovely evening? Uh, I'd be fucking worse if I was in the grave. Well, yeah. Not everybody thinks that way, I guess, but yeah. Spoken like a true cop. Oh, buddy, I'm going to put you in your fucking grave. <laughs> you Man, fucking guys, I have a wild on this date. Are you ready for it? On I, this date. It's, it's gone. On this date in 1981, the Minnesota North Stars scored eight goals in the second period of one NHL game to defeat the Winnipeg Jets 15 to 2. That's just absurd. 15 that to is 2. That's a slaughter. <clears throat> yeah, that is that's, a slaughter in its true sense. That's a Dude, I don't know why I can't. I can't get. I can't talk. Sorry, fellas. You just can't even. Uh... You, you, just, you just don't see ass kickings like that anymore. You really don't. 15 to 2, the goalies weren't even, like, bending knees to, like, make saves. They were just, like, standing up straight. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, by the way, when we're on the topic of hockey, make sure you guys go check out Beerly Hockey, Nate and I's hockey podcast at Beerly Hockey. And it's on every platform. Give it reviews. Let us know how you feel about it. We'd love to hear it. Um, guys, let's hop into the NFL talk, shall we? Are we ready? I'm here for it, buddy. I mean, what like a great week nine. Now we're here week ten. We're Man. well over that halfway point. Mm-hmm. Trade the deadlines. Weeks, trade the deadlines weeks coming, are rolling in. You know, trade deadlines coming gone. Mm-hmm. It's time. This is where we find. This is where we separate the men from the boys, as they say. Um, Thursday night football tonight. I guess we don't really need to talk about it too much because you won't hear this until after the game. But let's play a little game with it, shall we? It's gone. How wrong were we? <laughs> How wrong were we? So the Falcons are in town taking on the Carolina Panthers here. And, you know, today it's rainy and, you know, mildly not as great as normal. Charlotte, North Carolina. And last week, P.J. Walker got benched. Coach's decision. Baker went in. They're getting their butts kicked by the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, the, you know, the Joe Mixon game. He had five touchdowns. And... Baker went in and threw a couple touchdown passes, and the offense looked a lot better. And now they're back to P.J. Walker. So, Sky, we'll start with you as the resident uh, former Baker lover. Would you have started Baker in this game tonight, or do you think P.J. Walker just had a bad day and they took him out because they were getting shellacked? Sky. Uh, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. You're good. Okay. Back down for a second, but no, I I think you give I think you give PJ Walker another chance. You know what Baker is. I'm not even gonna get angry about it this time. No, that's fair. 
I just wanted to know your opinion since you were a very pro Baker guy at one point in your life and he yeah. looked better than PJ last week, you know? Yeah, I mean, but well, I'm honestly surprised he didn't throw any picks because that's his trademark. I think they were trying to pull him before he threw the pick, probably. Yeah. They're like, that's... oh, it's almost almost pick time. Get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's fair. Nate, what's the line on this game tonight? And uh, what do you foresee happening? Yeah, so uh, we got the Panthers that are home dogs, which, I mean, you never like when you're home dogs. Uh, but they're two and a half point dogs to the Falcons tonight. Um, which, you know, the Falcons also coming off a kind of disappointing loss to a to a Chargers team that they might have they might have beat last week, but um, I just don't see it happening for the Panthers tonight. I, I I think I'd probably lay the points on the Falcons. What about you guys? I agree. The like like Atlanta's Atlanta's defense has at least looked like competent, and uh, Carolina's offense has just looked inept. It's wild, too, because these two teams played on October 30th. Like, uh, I hate the way the NFL does that sometimes. Like, if you're playing a divisional opponent twice in three weeks. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, But, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't make the schedules. But, yeah, I mean, literally, it's like 55 and 60 and rainy down here right now. So, it's just going to be whoever runs the ball better tonight. That's my guess. So, I, I think the Falcons cover it. 20 to 17 seems about right. Yeah, and they've and the Falcons at least have gotten Cordell Patterson back, but so that helps out their running game. So yeah, for sure. Although I like what uh, what Algier has done. Scott, mm-hmm. do you have a score prediction for the game? I was going to go twenty four twenty one Falcons. Okay, yeah, close. Boy, I mean, that, I, boy, he he, they, boy, <laughs> you're giving I, you're giving Carolina a lot more credit than I than I am. I I put this one at like maybe like a tw- I put this one at like a seventeen to like. 17-6. It, yeah, that could that could very well happen, too. So, yeah. hey, you know what, guys? We'll see what happens. Everybody, let us know on social media tomorrow how we did in our predictions. Uh, small Market Insecurities on Instagram, at Small Market INS on Twitter, Small MKT Insecurities on TikTok. Feel free to let us know. Talk shit, talk shop, talk whatever you want. We are happy to interact with you guys. We have the first ever NFL game in Munich this weekend. Das Football. Das Football as the Seattle Seahawks go to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over in the Allianz Arena, home of Bayern Munich. First ever time the NFL's been in Germany, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time kickoff. It's a 6.30 a.m. kickoff for the Seahawks fans. NFL really didn't give a fuck about them for this game. Um, the big story of this game is Geno. It's got to be Geno Smith. That's oh, it, right? 100%. Like, really, here's the thing. Like, with with Tom, like, you know what you're probably going to get yeah. with him. But then again, Tom's never played in London either. or He's never played a London game, let alone a Germany game. Um, I don't think I don't think Seattle's played over there either. Uh, it's going to be a tricky one for Gino. Seattle's That's, played in London before. Have they? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, here's my thing. A system can I believe travel. A system, right can, a system can travel. A guy, you know, relying on a single guy is a lot harder for that to travel. Yeah, I agree. Sky, how do you feel about this matchup? I got a feeling that it's going to be a bloodbath for Tampa Bay. Okay, so, so you think Seattle's I think they're, I think they're 
No, no, no. Other way around. I think they're coming in off that last win. Thomas psyched all this shit. I think there's going to be a bit of a hangover. I think Gina is going to really take it to him. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm kind of. I don't think they're going to take it to him, but I uh, like money line. I'm taking. If I were betting money line on this, I'd, I'd take Seattle. Tampa's favorite, say, correct? Tampa is favored by two and a half in this game. Um, but I, I really, like, I'm going money line, money line Seahawks for sure. Uh, I might avoid the spread at all costs in this one. Yeah, I, I would definitely take Seahawks money line for sure. You know, just to, just for shits and gigs, I kind of want to see what the, what the over under is on this one too. Over under 44 and a half, dude, I'm definitely <laughs> taking, I, I might, Ooh, I don't know. I think I might take, I think you got to take the over in that one. See, here's my thing, Nate. The Buccaneers have the worst rush offense in the NFL, and the Seahawks have had the 27th ranked rush defense. So, if Tampa can run the ball against a bad run defense, then maybe. Otherwise, I like the under because how many games have we watched with the Buccaneers this year where the total of the game is under 30? So, yeah, but but Seattle's proven that they can score. That's my thing. Sure, but like and, I think and Tampa's, def- and Tampa's defense has. I mean, they've looked good, but they haven't looked great. Yeah, but like twenty four sixteen Seahawks still doesn't hit the over. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but I, I think I think both like I but a twenty eight twenty four hits the over. Yeah, it could happen. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I liked I like Sky just up there. Like, no, Geno Smith's gonna whoop Tom Brady's ass. I'm fucking here for that take, Sky. Yeah, I'm all the way. I, in I fucking, no, I fucking hope so. I, I hope so. Oh, I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> That's perfect, guys. We're going to the next one. Lions at Bears. Uh, the Lions just beat Green Bay last week. Uh, you know they they took Throw Rogan out to the woodshed, let him have it. Shock the world, baby. Throw Rogan. <laughs> they did. Throw Rogan gets me every time. Biting kneecaps. Biting kneecaps out here. The uh, guys. The only real story of this game is. In my opinion, is can the Lions' defense corral Justin's Justin Fields? No, no, I, no, no. And it That's sucks. To, it sucks to say because, but like, I like I I think I said it in our preseason like preview. Like I wanted, I I was so high on the Lions. I wanted the Lions to be good. Um, like their offense is right there, ready and waiting. But their defense is just butt cheeks, man. I mean, like, yeah, you've got guys like Aiden Hutchinson, Jeff Akuda, um, like what, like Rico Rod- Rod- Rodrigo Rodriguez, whatever. Like, yeah, you've got you've got some good pieces there, but there's just not enough to be able to corral that offense. And now, when you add in a guy like Chase Claypool on that offense. Like now he's had an extra week to get settled in with that offensive system. Um, boy, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I agree, Sky. If the Lions, <clears throat> what were going to say, buddy? Uh, I was going to say they're especially fucked because they added Claypool. Now they now uh, Chicago turned around and gave uh, Fields a target for once. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, and now like they like Darnell Mooney can play his real role, which is not a number one. Jared Goff and yeah. Sam Brown are going to have to have the day of their lives, and they better pray to God the weather isn't dog shit at Soldier Field because that's really going to be the saving grace 
for the Lions. Like uh, DeAndre Swift's been out all year. Jamal Williams has had some fumble issues this year for the Lions too. So, but I he's, but he's been a great, but he's been a great like goal line, like goal to go back. Like that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, he, got, he, fumbled, he fumbled on the goal line. I forget who it was against, but it ended up costing him the game at the end. But uh, I, I just the Lions' offense to me, like it's it's St. Brown, and then you're looking for guys to help out, like Josh Reynolds and DJ Chark. So, yeah, I, I'll tell you. I, I mean, if you're Detroit, like you really can't wait until Jamison Williams finally comes off the IR can finally play for you. I mean, when you uh, like think about, I'm just like. I'm gonna, sorry. I want to go off a little bit for some for our Detroit fans here. You've oh, got yeah. to just be on the edge of your seat, just ready, like full of pre cum, ready to fucking come to see <laughs> Jamison, to see Jameson Williams and oh and Saint Brown both out like as your two wideouts. That's a dangerous wide receiver duo right there, dude. Buddy, if, if they could, if they could find like a solid number three. Like, that's what they need. Like, they need, like, either one of the guys that they have, whether it be a Reynolds, a DJ Chark, that can come up and do that. Uh, but, dude, they need somebody. Or or they go out and draft somebody, but they need someone. You're tickling their balls right now, Nate. Mm. And, and honestly, like, if I'm them, I'm trying to find a good slot receiver in free agency this, this offseason. And then I'm looking at a quarterback in the draft. Oh, that's 100%. And we'll do a draft episode, too. Sky, give me a final score for this game. Mm, I'm going to go Chicago 23 and Detroit 17. Okay, 23-17 seems fair. Nate, what's the what's the line on this bad boy? Yeah, uh, Lions are three-point dogs on the road. So, uh, so, Sky, if you laid the points on that, um, you'd win some – you'd win. Don't know how much, but you'd win. Yeah. I know it'll be close because uh, Detroit will lose in classic Detroit fashion and a heartbreaker every week. Well, and here's the thing. It's in Chicago this weekend. We're in November now. The odds of it being a little, you know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Odds that there's going to be some rain, pretty high. They're going to get the Northwestern treatment. Uh, it's oh, going to yeah. be, by the way, boys, if you ever wanted to hear how Chicago weather was, for our listeners that may not know, it's 75 for the high today. Tomorrow it's 48. Sunday it's 40. Overcast. <laughs> yep, exactly. Sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. So That's the Midwest for you guys. Hey, I think that is plenty on that yes. game. Hey, let's go to the team that hasn't played in two weeks. And, Sky, we're going to throw it over to you and just let you talk. Because <clears> I know <throat> that you have girded your loins for this, for this matchup. The Cleveland Browns go to take on the Miami Dolphins and world-renowned head coach Mike McDaniel. <laughs> world-renowned. Sky, how are we feeling about the Brownies headed down to South Beach, man? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we spanked the shit out of the Bengals, which we normally tend to do. So that doesn't give me too much hope that there's been a turnaround. Uh, keep them- can I can I just chime in and say that that was the Bengals' first game without Jamar Chase? So like, well, it, that, that's it, just it, another layer to it. It kind of was like fighting a guy with like his arm kind of tied behind his back. 
Uh, maybe it's just like a couple broken fingies is what I'm thinking. Okay, yeah, maybe not the full hand like tied behind his, his arm, tied behind his back, but yeah, he's definitely like can't use one of his hands all the way. He's got like a yeah, club he's, he's he's got a he's club. Got on. Like a, he's got a broken wrist. Uh, but no, like <clears throat> so it doesn't give me that much hope. I mean, they looked good. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's gonna go one of two ways. It's gonna be whoever turns the ball over is gonna lose. Because you've got the Browns who run really, really well. Miami's run defense is not great. Yeah. But then you have Miami's offense and you have, you know, Tyreek and Waddle. So, I mean, what do you like? Our defense likes to give up big chunk plays when they least need it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, really, I just don't trust them enough to really say, like, oh, for sure they're going to win. Sky, but, I had one more thing I wanted to get your input on about this. Um, what are your thoughts on the Browns not – moving Kareem Hunt at the trade deadline. I mean, that's a guy that now now you're like unless he chooses to re-sign with you this offseason, which I'd say the odds of that are pretty low. Now you I mean you get nothing for the guy. I think <clears throat> I think what it is is uh if we can like over our next three games, if we can win one game over the next three and then Deshaun comes back, I think that that's what they're doing is retaining you know, Kareem, just to maybe give us a sliver of hope for when Deshaun's back, we can actually make the playoffs and slip in. So, yeah. I, but I also think that there's a good chance that the Browns will offer him at least close to what he wants next year to retain him again. So I think he sticks around because I don't think they want to break up uh, Chubb and Hunt. I mean, I, I I would hope not. I think I think Kareem Hunt wants to be there. Like, yeah, least, he does. I, I think he, I mean, he may have requested a trade, but. That, I think that was more so just because he wasn't getting the PT, maybe, or I, I, I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I think he was bluffing. Two words. Ring hunting. He can always go back to Cleveland. They were struggling at that. I mean, they're still not great. They're still struggling, but they were struggling worse before they beat Cincinnati. I think in his mind, he's like, if we lose to them and we're two and six, we're, we're cooked. So... He wanted to get traded to a contender, go try to get a ring out of it, and then go, if he wants to go back to Cleveland, go back to Cleveland. I think that was his mindset. Yeah, I mean, my thought was just really like, and even so, you could have dealt him and probably still been okay because you have Dernis Johnson and you have Jerome Ford, who's, yes, he's a rookie, but, um, you know, let him get some touches. Fuck. I mean, Ford looked good in preseason, which yeah. I mean, it's really not saying much, but he did look good. Yeah, let him get it, let it like deal hunt, let Ford get some touches, like, and really that's the big thing. You like you you could have dealt Hunt. I mean, you still would have been a, great at the running back position because you still have Chubb, but then you could have tried out Dearness Johnson and Jerome Ford and seen which guy you end up keeping, and then you then you try and then you. Do your damnedest to bring back Kareem, but hey, you know what? This is all hypotheticals, but yeah, absolutely. Nate, what's the line on this game? Yeah, line on this I mean, game is uh, Browns three and a half point dogs on the road. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, um, and you know, I kind of wanted to see just I just want to take a look and see what the weather's going to look like in Miami here. Uh, come Sunday there is some tropical weather coming in to Florida right now so might be a little soggy it's probably gonna be super yeah it's probably gonna be super fucking rainy which is good for a team like us and bad for a team like them I will say because they rely so much on air and the ball out 
or at least hitting Tyreek for, you know, like a short little 10 yard. And then he goes for 40 yards. Ooh. I think you take away their throw and, you know, their passing game. Hate to tell you, buddy, but it, right now it's looking like it's going to be 81 and sunny on uh, <laughs> Sunday. So, God damn it. Yeah, that plays well, a the other, You know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dolphins then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, a little, a little surprising. I was going to say the big factor for me is the, t- or the, the Dolphins, you know, Tua gets the ball out extremely quickly and that'll neutralize Miles Garrett to an extent. So I think the Dolphins will win this game by probably more than three and a half. Uh, just because they're going to neutralize the best defensive asset that Cleveland has. And really, and, and that's yeah, the thing, well, is like because of all the injuries that the Browns defense has right now, like Miles Garrett really is the only threat that they have. I hate to say it, yeah. but like Anthony Walker's out, JOK's out, Denzel Ward's out, um, John Johnson. Well, John Johnson's still playing. He's managed to stay healthy, thank God. No, Den- Denzel's clear. He's playing. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, okay. Denzel's back. Uh, well, Clowney's oh, out. I will say, yep. Oh, I mean, we're ravaged. I don't know. I I would say pray for rain, but God hates <laughs> Cleveland. It doesn't really matter what God you do. Do a rain for. dance, buddy. <laughs> yeah. He's just hey, that's fair. Laugh. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, let's go to the next one, shall we, guys? Uh, Broncos at Titans. Uh, Titans put up a good fight. Titans. They put up they a hell of a fight in that yeah. game. Took a tough OT loss to Kansas City. Denver's coming off a bye. Just a few stats before we hop into our thoughts. Uh, Derrick Henry has rushed for 100 yards in five consecutive games. So that's, you know, point Titans. He's on a roll. Now we'll go to point Russell Wilson here. Captain Cringe. Uh, 973 yards. (laughs) Zero picks in his career against Tennessee. And he's 3-0. So all, all factors considered there. Um, you know, Sky, we'll, we'll start off with you. In this game, we looked at how the teams have played this year. The two best offensive players on each team have dominated either recently or against the other team. So who do you favor in this matchup? Not Denver. Not Denver. He's like, never Denver. Yeah, anybody but Denver. That's fair. Going you think Tennessee, that's Nate. Come out with cereal called Captain Cringe. <laughs> we should get T-shirts with that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I'll get, I'll get right on it. Sounds good, buddy. Um, Nate, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, man, I, I, I think I'm going to definitely ride Titans here. Um, simply because, I mean, A, with them being at home, that's going to play a factor in it for sure. For sure. Um, the Titans offense, yes, it runs through Derrick Henry majority, but because he's rolling right now, I like that. Uh, the Broncos offense relies way too much on Russ, that run game just hasn't been as effective as you'd like, especially with, especially since the loss of uh, Javante Williams. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna stick with the Titans. Absolutely. What are they favored they, by? They are three point favorites in this matchup. They're they're covering. That's yeah. Take t- take the points. Take the points. For sure. Let's go to the next matchup, boys. Hey, real quick. Hey, real quick. Sorry, I just want to interrupt real quick. Um, for our listeners, you know, for any Blue Jackets fans that are out there, I'm watching this game right now. Jonathan Goudreau just scored us a goal. Thank God. We love it. Give me some ham and give me some cheese. All the ham and cheese, baby. I love the quote from when they were, when they were over in Finland. And they asked Johnny Goudreau if he's been eating Finnish food. And he said yes. And Wierenski goes, no, you haven't. 
And he goes, well, steak and potatoes served in Finland is Finnish food, correct? So <laughs> that's That was good. Fucking um, love it. Yeah, we'll hop back into the Vikings at Bills. Guys, a lot of good storylines in this game. Go over right. real quick. Um, one, Josh Allen, is he going to play? We'll see. Uh, if not, it's Case Keenum, and he was 11-3 and as Minnesota starter. We all remember that Cinderella playoff run he had there. Um, the Vikings are 7-1, and one, and they have four wins in the last two minutes and 30 seconds of games this year. That's a lot to unpack right there. It's also the Stefan Diggs versus Justin Jefferson Bowl. There's a lot of fucking storylines here. 7-1 versus 6-2. I mean, I'm pumped to watch this. I'm mad it's not Sunday Night Football. You said it, it. It is Sunday Night Football. No, it's not. It should be. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that, absolutely. Why is this not a primetime game? Like, God, this is why I hate the TV networks, man. These guys really screw with this shit, um, dude. This is gonna be. This is the matchup of the week, hands down. Hands down. This is the matchup of the week in my mind. Yeah. What's the What's the primetime? Is it Cowboys Packers? Uh, yeah. That's the that's the four o'clock game. That's the Fox four o'clock game. Okay. Oh shit. Who is the primetime game? That's uh, a good about? question. Chargers at Niners. That's why, because it's out west. That's the uh, sun, that's, that's the weird. Sunday night game. Yeah. Wow, that's a booty butt cheek Sunday night game. That's, that's, like, a, that's, a, big old, that's a big old turd sandwich. This is why we exist. Minnesota. Wow. Buffalo. And then and then what do you guys think is the Monday night game? Command- yeah, it's not even it's not even listed. I, Command- we're not even talking about it. I Commanders and Eagles. Yeah, that's bullshit. Ugh, fuck right here, it. buddy. Right, right here. Oh, that's that's, that's going to be a homicide on national television. This is exactly why small market insecurities exists. Um, what's your favorite matchup? In this game? What's your favorite matchup? Bills defense against Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and T.J. Hawkinson and Adam Thielen or. Are we looking more of like is you know Josh Allen against that Vikings defense, or we're just looking at Justin Jefferson? Oh, dude, I dude, hundred percent. Diggs, Diggs against his old team, like I a hundred percent really. I I'm really looking forward to seeing this Bills D versus the Vikings versus the Vikings offense. Um, what do you guys think about this? Uh, could this possibly, possibly, be a little bit of a Super Bowl sneak preview? You stole this. From my brain right now, I was going to go there after you were done. I mean, um, come on. These are two of the strongest teams in the NFL to this 10%, point. 10% chance it's because of the Vikings. Yeah. And the, Bills, the Bills give it a higher chance. The Vikings bring that chance down. Yeah. It's, no, it's going to be Bills-Eagles, you silly gooses. Oh, yeah. That's very, very feasible. Boy, Honestly, that's, that if that's a, if that's the NFC if that's the NFC championship, that's be a hell of a fucking game. Yeah, yeah but you just gotta think like you just gotta think the Eagles' path to the Super Bowl is like them just beating a bunch of helpless orphans to death on the way there. Oh, they I'm really a, don't. I, they really don't have a very Buffalo tough fans day. going to a Super Bowl. Huh? Do what? Imagine Bills fans just being in a Super Bowl. Go. Oh, what are they God. gonna do? Oh, Oh, they'd be lunatic. There'd be, you know, how many casualties there would be. There'd be a lot of, yeah, a lot of cans crushed. Yeah, a lot of dead beers. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm at people. Oh, well, that's fair too. Who knows? People getting a lot, bro- a lot of broken backs. Yeah, a lot of broken glass. A lot of consumed booze. A lot of broken tables. That's for sure. Nate, I like that. Um, 
Sky, which matchup are you looking forward to watching most? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Holy I'm shit, gonna... we, got, we got some gloves dropping in this Jackets game. God, this is fucking awesome. If, uh, I'm going to say if Josh, if Josh Allen does play, it's the Bills' offense. But if he doesn't, I'm going to be paying more attention to the defense. Okay. No, nobody's picking Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson, who has more yards, who balls out more. No, no. I mean, not really. Because here's the thing. That, like, Minnesota dealt, Minnesota dealt Stephon Diggs because they knew that they wanted to get somebody else in there. And they knew that he was going to, like, they weren't going to be able to retain him. So they traded him, got the pick that they took Justin Jefferson with. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. it, it worked out. It worked out well for both teams. It worked out well for all parties. Uh, okay. But it will be, but it will be, I think, I mean, yeah, obviously Stefan Diggs is going to come out and want to ball all over these fucking guys. And I can't wait for it. Yeah, that's fair. What, um, what's the, what's the spread in this? What's the line? So this is, so I have, I have a star by this one because here's the thing. If Josh Allen doesn't play, this line shifts. 100% this line shifts. Sure. So here's the thing. Right now, as it stands, if Josh Allen plays, um, the Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Probably, well, it's probably even if he doesn't. No, I think, I think Vikings become probably point-and-a-half favorites. Okay. I think, I, think they give, I think they become one-and-a-half-point favorites. Okay. Well, if Josh Allen plays, I'm taking the Bills to cover. If he doesn't, tough call. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not bringing in Nathan Peterman. They're bringing in Case Keenum. And, so, and that's my thing. And that's why I, if it was like if they were bringing in a Nathan Peterman or even last year, if they were bringing in a Mitch Trubisky, then yeah, this line shifts to like this line shifts in favor of the Vikings to like five and a half, six and a half, maybe. Sure. But. Um, because they're bringing in Case Keenum, that's why I said like one and a half, maybe even two. Sure, no, that's fair. One thing is for certain, we are all very excited to watch this game. Let's go to another one that uh, I'm not excited to watch. The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> take on Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, in the notes, I don't know if you gentlemen can read. I can barely read. I, I At a third grade level, dude. Yeah, I wrote Chiefs by a million because that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, it, you guys, you're going to get taken to the woodshed. Yep. Travis Etienne's uh, looked good. I think Trevor looks better than last year. But in reality, and I will say, I get a lot of shtick from people that listen. They go, you don't talk about the Jags the way, you know, Nate talks about the Steelers and Sky talks about the Browns. You know why that is? Until they give me a reason to give a fuck, this is as much effort as I'm going to fucking give. They don't care. I mean, the, here's the I will the Jaguars say. Jaguars win. It's a one-off. It's a one-year one-off. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jacksonville's offense actually hasn't looked inept this season. Like, they've actually been able to put up points, which is good. And Kansas City's defense is not as good as it's been in the past, like, let's say, three seasons. So, I think you guys guys definitely are able to put up some points. Um, You know, your defense... I mean, here's the thing. Yes, Kansas City has been, is without Tyreek Hill, but they've managed to be A-OK. And now you add Kadarius Toney onto their wide receiving core. Um, so now you have Juju, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you have Miko Hardman, and now you add in Kadarius Toney. They, yep. became, they just, just became a little bit better. Gonna, yeah, at this point, Phil, 
my best advice is while you're in the shed, just grit your teeth, smile, and tell yourself that they love you. It'll be over. They love me. They love me not. They love me. They love me. They love me not. So here's so, so here's the interesting thing though. You guys ready for this? So the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites in this one. Should be fourteen and a half. I think I don't know. Uh, that's where I'm. I'm kind of here's yeah. the thing. I'm Is, saying yes. Thirty-one twenty-one. Yes. You think it's a 10, 10 or more? Yeah, I think thirty-one twenty-one is reasonable in this game. I think I think I'm with you. I think I'd lay those points. Yeah, the twelve and a half last week for the for the Chiefs was excessive, but nine and a half at home against the Jaguars team that has the same record as the Packers, though, is uh is is fair, you know? Yeah. Hey, I, I take the little wins when I can get them. Suck at Packers fans. Um, next game, Nate. This is this is the U. Uh, Saints at Steelers. Saints defense, 11th overall, but 28th in scoring. So that leads to my question, buddy. Can the Steelers put up enough points? The Steelers have – no. No, because the Steelers are 31st right now, I believe, in, like, points per game. Mm-hmm. They're 31st in the league, averaging, yeah. like – they're just they're like at fifteen point four points per game averaging right now. Man, terrible. That, that sounds just that sounds horrible, dude. Well, I, oh my god, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get how Mike Tomlin just hasn't kicked that fucking guy Matt Canada out on his ass in a van down by the river by now. Like, like my god, this guy has turned our offense into a shithole. It looked like it with Ben in his hey. last few seasons. We thought it was just because Ben was old, but no, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If it's just the one coach that you have a problem with, consider yourself lucky. Oh, Canada, our coach and dipshits, man. <laughs> dude, he's so, like, I, I just, it blows my mind, dude, because this is a guy, like, when you had Big Ben and he couldn't throw over 20 yards, I understood, like, the quick pass game. But now you've got Kenny Pickett, who's, like, 23 years old, got a fresh shoulder, fresh arm, and you're not letting him throw it more than 15 yards down the field until the third or fourth quarter when you're trying to catch up. Yeah, they're, they're either babying him or they're realizing in film that his deep ball isn't there yet and it terrifies them. So they don't want to watch him throw four picks and crush his confidence. That's the only thing I can deduce. Mentally well, gay because it's blowing here's your thing, mind. Even, even, even then, okay, Why when you had Mitch Trubisky and they didn't air it out. And I get it. Mitch is, Mitch is air, you know, when he throws a deep ball, it is a true 50-50. But you still didn't let him do it. Sky, what were you going to say, buddy? Oh, I mean, I was just saying, you know. Matt Canada's offense, he, it, the, the joke's long gone, but he said, he was like, oh, yeah, it just blows my mind. And I said, Matt Canada, mentally gay because he's blowing your mind. <laughs> but now the joke's not funny because I had to explain the joke. No, but you know what? Hey, that happens, guys. Let's go, you know, well, before we move on, Nate, what, what's, what's the line? Yeah, yeah. So, actually, Saints are, Saints are one and a half point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh. I think I'd probably take them mm. to cover that. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I'm taking those points. 
But here's the thing. I never bet on the Steelers because I, I'm smart and I don't bet with my heart. I don't bet on my teams. So, But if I was a betting man on my teams, I'd take those points. Fair, fair. The side hustle. Up, it is out there today, boys. Um, let's go to the next one. And I really just had one storyline, and I wanted to get everybody's thought on this. More of an opinion game than a stats game. Um, Colts and Raiders. And we all know the Raiders are a shit show right now. Absolutely. Always are. And they brought in Blake Martinez, who lasted all of three games, and today announced his retirement. At 28. At 28. I mean, don't get me wrong. NFL linebacker 28 is a little different than, you know, maybe an NFL corner, NFL wide receiver oh, yeah. 28. But he played three games and was probably getting a nice solid paycheck, six-figure paycheck per week, and went, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> so that leads to my question. Where do the Raiders go from here? Because none of their first round picks since 2018 are even on the roster. So. Dude, it's, I mean, it, you're an absolute dumpster fire right now, but somehow managing to win games and like, I, I really don't know how, like ever since this team made that move to Vegas, it's been nothing but a shit show for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, you gotta... walking. What was that, guy? The dead men walking. Oh God, yes. This game's in Vegas, and I don't, I don't know what the line is, and we'll get there in a sec. But I, I think I'll take the Colts all day. Um, yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> I think even with the the ridiculous shit that Jim Irsay pulled in the last few days, I, I still think they're going to win that one. It's a Jonathan Taylor get right game. What's the line in that one, Nate? Yeah, uh, Colts are four and a half point underdogs on the road. Don't care. They're covering that. I, I think they'll win. Taking so, those points. Yeah, play the points, baby. No, take them. You want to take the points. I always say that backwards. I'm a fucking idiot. God damn it. Son what a bitch. Idiot. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. <laughs> what a great movie filmed in Cleveland, Sky. Indeed. Indeed. Guys, Cardinals and Rams. Both teams struggling hard. Sorry, that's, that's what I was reading when I was being silent. I was like, mm, that's a good uh, cripple fight we got going on. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Rams won game one 20-12 this year. Um, basically, for me... One, Stafford's in concussion protocol, so if he plays, that's a game-changer, obviously. But I think the bigger storyline, regardless, is going to be the Rams have a very good defense, and can they contain Kyler Murray? And Kyler Murray needs to get his head out of his ass and prove that he's worth what they paid him. Would you agree with that, Sky? Yeah, but, like, you got to understand, bro. He does it for the love of the game. The new Call of Duty just came out. He's, his heart's somewhere else. Double XP weekend. Yeah, exactly. Can't fault the man. No, it's fair. I I love watching Kyler play. And by the way, Sky, I was telling a bunch of buddies down here that you call him the Crisco Toddler, and they think (laughs) that's the funniest nickname of all time. That's what what he is, dude. He's a slippery little bean out there. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, he's a little kid that steals your phone. He has has your phone in his hand, and he's running around the house. Yeah, he's like, hey, you got any games on your phone? Gone. Yeah, boom. Yeah, that's, exact, that's exactly what he is. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Kyler, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, th- this year has been really disappointing. You, I always hate to see a guy get paid and then play like this because then they're just going to get vilified. And I think that's unfortunate, but I think he needs a little fire under his ass. And I think they'll have a new coaching staff in there next year. That's my guess. Um, yeah, either that or he'll end up like Baker Mayfield. Well, they just paid him a lot of money, so I don't know who will take him. Like, they're going to have to pay him. So they might well, that's as well what I meant. Like, I don't, I don't know who's going to take him. That's what oh, I was, yeah. the parallel. I don't know. Nobody knows who the fuck's going to want him. Nobody's going to want him. Nate, how do you feel about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals' chances? Um, dude, it's a – it's a, I don't know, man. This guy needs to figure the fuck out. What are you going to do, dude? Like, you're either in or you're out. You're just fucking commit to something, man. Either quit and play baseball or just commit and play football. One of the he two. He should just go be a cop. He should just go be a fucking cop. Well, he'd probably cop. look funnier running away from the cops than being a cop himself. <laughs> Slippery little bean. He really is. <laughs> Nate, what's the line on this game? Yeah, cards are one and a half point dogs. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I think the, I think the Rams will get right in this game. They'll be pissed off. Yeah. Unless Stafford doesn't play, then it's a toss-up. Furious. That's fair. Guys, next game, Cowboys at Packers. Um, I think the storyline really here is if Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it this week, it's done. Their season, you mean? Their season, you mean? Yeah, I mean, they're three and seven if they lose. They're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, season's over with if they lose. Yeah. Because, like, what are the odds? And, guys, knock on everything – what are the odds of them catching the Vikings if the Vikings somehow beat the Bills and they're eight and one and the Packers are three and seven? Like it it's over, man. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll definitely have to see what happens there. But um Sky, are you gonna give Rodgers a chance of winning this game against a Dallas team that looks like it's back on track with, with Dak back in play? It is at home. I mean, it is at home, but yeah, it's hard to. Well, what are the elements going to be like? First of all, and then, as much oh. as I fucking hate to say it, I, I, I want them boys to lose so bad. I'm not worried about the elements. The Cowboys run the ball pretty well. I don't think it's really that much of a, much of a difference. And uh, they've all, you know, all the big names for the Cowboys have played there. So, I mean, you got a point there. I don't know. I mean, I don't. It's, it's not on Aaron Rodgers. He just doesn't trust any of his receivers right now. That's why he's throwing to a fucking O-lineman. And oh, and Dobbs is out. Dobbs is yeah. out. Who is, yeah. who is, like, the best option he has, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, got no, they got no shot. Yeah, I agree. Are they, uh, are they actually underdogs at home, Nate? Oh, they are, buddy, and by four and a half points. Oh, I think good. I'm going to take Green Bay in the points there. Dude, I don't know. I, if I I might lay it for Dallas. I don't think they can. I don't think Packers can hang with a lot of teams right now. I and it's fucking wild. And this is what this is your fucking. This is the Green Bay front office. This is not on Rodgers. This is not on the team. This is on the front office for not having good pieces in play. I agree. I hundred percent agree. We, we draft all of all picks. <laughs> we don't. We don't go to free agents. We, we, we build from within, and we, we build through the draft. 
Sky, I'm just listening to you make that voice. And for those, you know, obviously you only hear this in audio. Sky is camera off on our Skype call right now, but I'm laughing because I'm picturing Sky with like a quadruple chin, like the guy at the bar who eats like a fucking triple cheeseburger and drinks like 48 Bud Lights. That's what that voice sounded like to me. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. It's just like, we don't want to do anything that we're not about in the past. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking Jesus annoying. Christ. Hey, let's go to the last NFL game of the weekend, shall we? The Los Angeles Chargers go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, Chargers defense is in the bottom half of the league against everything except rushing. So Okay, can I just say something real fast? Yeah. I read that note, and it just all I, all I got out of that was Chargers D is all bottom. Oh, yeah. You know, when you have a perverted mind. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I've been taken to the woodshed in real life, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, 49ers well, offense. Great teeth and smile. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the 49ers offense puts up yard guys and I, yards in general. And I think the biggest story of this game is going to be Justin Herbert against a top 10 defense in San Francisco. You know, can he avoid Nick Bosa all night long? I think that's Justin Herbert's biggest game. Keenan Allen still isn't practicing. So they're going to lean a is lot he, on Austin Eckler. Is he dead? Did he die? Do we know? Keenan Allen? Yeah, do we have an autopsy report yet? I haven't I seen anything come through. I don't know if he's dead, but he's definitely getting up there in age. Yeah, I, so, I figured... Yeah, well, and here's the other thing, too. You still... The Chargers defense is still without Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Um, that hurts. It, it, dude, that kills right now. And you're going up against now a San Francisco team that has Christian McCaffrey in their backfield. Yeah, also Jason Verrett yeah. tore it. Jason Verrett, Verrett, however you say it, tore his Achilles today, so he's off of the year. Ah, uh, yep. That's, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of the uh, Khalil Mack and Derwin James show. For sure. Yeah. Um, what a great name, though, too, Derwin. Yeah, oh, Derwin James, is a, he's got that dog in him. <laughs> that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Nate, what's the what line in this matchup looking like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Chargers, seven-point dogs. Ooh. Wow. I'd, lay, I'd, I'd lay the points for San Francisco in this one. San Francisco. San Francisco by, by San Francisco's either. got, like, the fifth or sixth-ranked defense in the league right now. I'm, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Chargers. Dude, uh, I, I can't get behind that. I'm They've t- got – hold on, first – Here's here's my problems, okay? You've got no Mike Williams and no Keenan Allen. There's a problem right there. Yeah, you've got Austin Eckler, and then you've got a what you know what the Patriots would typically put out on the field for wide receivers, like no name fucking guys. Josh Palmer, yeah. Josh Palmer, yeah. DeAndre or like yeah, DeAndre. Uh, can't remember his name. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. I almost I wanted to say DeAndre Ayton, but I'm like, no, he doesn't play. You know, he plays center for the Suns. Now that's a fun topic. DeAndre Ayton coming over to play for the Chargers. Hey guys, I'm gonna take a take a weekend off. They just want to throw me jump balls in the end zone. It'd be lit. Peace. <laughs> oh yeah, be like LeBron. He's boxing everyone out in the end zone. That'd be pretty sick. Hell yeah. Hey, that's a good way to segment into our or parlay into our next segment, guys. 
NBA talk. And Scott, I'm going to ring you back in here because last time we talked, we were talking about the Bucks and Cavs, top two teams in the East. And God damn it, buddy, the Bucks and the Cavs are still the top two teams in the East. Yes, sir. Cavs got what? Three losses, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're eight and three. The Bucks are 10 and one. Um, fun little stat here Donovan Mitchell, 31.9 a game, and Giannis, 31.8 a game. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's an animal. Spider? Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, Spider, this is my question for you, buddy. They keep Donovan Mitchell for the next four or five years. Four or five years, Donovan Mitchell, right? What is the yes. missing piece for this Cavs team to make a run and hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy? I honestly don't know if there is one. You don't. I mean, maybe, don't. maybe, maybe depth. I mean, if like if you're giving me like a dream scenario, go out and pick somebody. Is that what the case is here? Well, I'm saying like that. You know, they traded a lot of a lot of good players away to get Donovan Mitchell. So. Yeah, but I mean, you still have your core. I mean, like we let go what Lori Mark. We still kept Allen. We still kept Garland. You know, Kevin Love's still there. Evan Mobley. I mean, Evan Mobley. I mean, I still, I dude, I still think that. I mean, you have your vet in Kevin Love. He's got experience. He's won a ring. I, I really don't know if you need too much. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I know that they have a few point guards in there. Maybe someone that can fill in, but they look like a team I mean, that's – they look like a team that's going to compete for the next four to five years and make it run to the Eastern Conference Finals. So – I mean, if we could get lucky and catch the West on a bat, on like a down year, maybe the finals, I think we can maybe pull one out with that team. If we can run into like a, you know, a, not like a 2007 or 2015 Golden State Warriors team. You know what I mean? I think we can maybe chop them down. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, let's hop out to the West. And guys, in the top five out West, it used to be the entire top eight, womp womp. But it's still in order, Utah, Phoenix, Portland, Denver, and Memphis – Right out top five, small markets represent out west. But this got me thinking. I was looking at, at rosters earlier and guys that have moved around. I'm going to ask each one of you this, and I have one too. If you could take one big market player and put him on a small market team today, who would you move? What team would you move him to? And then if you, if you can extrapolate on that point enough, how far could that team make a run? So, Nate, do you, you want to go first? No, no. I'd, ra I'd rather someone else did, please. Okay, no, no problem. I'll go first on this. So, when I look around the league, I see, guy, I see a guy like Luka Doncic, and he may be the best player in the league right now. And I love watching Luka play. I think if you move Luka to a team like – and he might be playing – people, you know, NBA fans come at me because I sound ignorant when I, when I say stuff like this. I love to see him on, like, the Pelicans. Because I think that would give that team enough firepower in the West to make a deep-ass run. Because <coughs> the Pelicans are a deep team. You, you know, Zion, you can go on and on and on all day. But I think you could have two superstars like that on one team. That's the kind of team that you can build around. That You know, you'll get other key free agents, key guys to come in there and go, yeah, within three years, we can win, we can win a, a cup, a ring, whatever. Lord... O'Brien, I'm mixing up hockey and basketball so bad right now. <laughs> you oh, can with the Larry O'Brien. I said, Lord, 
I said, comp, I'm out of my fucking gourd right now. We did a hockey podcast last night. My brain is scrambled like eggs. Sky, how about you? If you could move someone, where would you put them? Ooh. Mm, that's a good question. I would, uh, I'd put Kyrie in Phoenix. Oh, okay. So Kyrie and like, Booker. Kyrie, the yeah. most controversial figure in basketball right now. Yeah, but look what he does on a court. Him next to Booker, who can drop 70 in a game. Like, dude, they, they'd be fucking disgusting. That's a good one. I like that. Do you think they'd win a title in the next three years? I, could, I would bet my left testicle on it. Sky putting up his left testicle for that one, ladies and gentlemen. Hell, I'd put my left dick up on it. People Fun didn't fact, need to I'm know like yet. Start, I have two penises. This <laughs> like guy's got two wieners. <laughs> Do you know Nate. sharks have two penises? <laughs> Hooray, two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, do you have anybody in mind? All right, I'm just going to throw – I am I just randomly threw something together here. I'm not going to extrapolate much further because I can't. Sorry, but here, <laughs> Jason, Jason Tatum to New Orleans. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. I like that. Jason Tatum's top 10 player in the league minimum. I'm sure Celtics fans would argue differently. Speaking of Celtics fans, my buddy Andy, go follow him. Andy at Happy Hour Sports. Go follow Happy Hour Sports. They're phenomenal. Um, Big Celtics guy. So I'm sure he would uh, hate that trade, but for the, you know, the sake of small market insecurities, we fucking love it. Guys, that should just about wrap up this episode. But before we go... Nate, we'll start with you. Is there anything you would like to tell the loyal listeners before we log off? Um, well, here, I figured I'd pose a question to you guys and kind of give the listeners a view of maybe what's to come. Uh, you know, we got some big kind of global football slash soccer event coming up here kind of towards the end of the month. Um, are we planning on doing a little preview for our listeners on that thing? Oh, I think so. I can think do that. so. I think, it, I think they'd enjoy that. I think we could certainly do a little World Cup preview. A lot of injuries, a lot that of teams. That would be good and good for me. A lot of injuries and a lot of teams, um, you know, because like, it's mid-season, it fucking sucks. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely down to do, do some of that. All right. Um, there you go, listeners. World Cup preview coming soon. How about this? Next week we'll do uh, a regular episode, and then maybe next week, because it starts week after, we'll do a World Cup preview uh, Maybe release that like Thursday of next week. We'll do like a Monday or Tuesday recording for regular. We'll hash out the specifics. All they need to know is that it's coming. Yeah. I'm just trying to give a proposed day, but I get it. No, I think we should definitely do that. Sky, do you have anything for the loyal listeners? Um, I mean, the World Cup episode was my idea, so I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, Nate's like, fuck you mean. Man, if you guys could see me right now, he looks like a fucking cop. I swear to fucking God, buddy. I'm planting evidence. <laughs> planting evidence in your fucking there room. There he is. Getting angry. Spoken like a true police officer. Uh, but no, other than that, I got, I got nothing to plug. All right, bro. Sounds good. I got nothing to. Yeah, I'm very excited for the World Cup. And guys, make sure you guys give us, uh, you rate us on all the platforms. Do it for. Give us five stars. Five stars for the boys. So, for the co-host of Chaos, Skyball, and the guy you love to hate, Stack I Nate, it's your boy Phil Razor saying, small market insecurities. Pairs well with five-star ratings. We love you guys.